0: Welcome forward. Now you're listening to the Millionaire's Roundtable. I am your host, Lynn Richardson here on KBLA Talk 1580. And we are creating millionaires one family at a time, one day at a time, one dollar at a time and one dime at a time. And that means you. Okay, uh, we are still talking about the stair steps to wealth. Uh, Let me tell you, this has been um, really good. I am. Um, delighted in your responses. I'm delighted in what you've been asking, the questions that you've been asking. And uh, we're going to deal with the area where uh, it appears where we may not have as much power as we think we do. Now, let me just get this right off my chest now. Uh, I am irritated with the whole credit scoring system. Uh, I am a math major. Oh, I was a math major in college. I took calculus in high school and all that stuff, loved it. Um, I loved more than anything the problems that I had to solve um, that would it would take me a whole page to solve one problem. And uh, I particularly uh, love statistics. Uh, it was one of my um, better subjects. Um, I love integral calculus, trigonometry, Uh, all of that stuff. So I know for a fact that if a number can be generated, then there is a formula to get there. Let me repeat. I know that if a number can be generated, uh, there is a formula to get there. And my irritation with the the credit scoring system, uh, my FICO, uh, TransUnion, Equifax, Experian, not to mention the other uh, agencies that provide data about you that give us scores that we really don't have any input on except that we hope we don't make a mistake and we hope we don't do the wrong thing. One of the things that I know for a fact is a problem in the scoring system is this. You can have an 800 credit score for 20 years and make one late payment and your score will drop to the mid 600s or something to that effect. Now that just doesn't seem equitable. It doesn't seem fair and it is not equitable. It is not fair. What I want you to understand about credit is this, and we're still talking about the stair steps to wealth and I'm going to review them very quickly. Number one was spend less money. Number two was get more money. Number three was get your money back. Make sure you have a home-based business so that you can get uh, as many of the 400 plus tax deductibles, tax deductions um, uh, as are available to you. Uh, Number four was to protect uh, your uh, assets. Um, I'm sorry. Number four was to make your money grow, plan for retirement. Number five was to protect your assets, make sure you have proper life insurance and estate planning. And we're gonna talk about estate planning in much greater depth. Um, I have a very special guest, um, my soror actually, who was on Good Morning America, or or at least the book was on Good Morning America. She actually wrote all the legal stuff. I wrote uh, my practical experience about estate planning. Um, The next one is to uh, own where you live, buy real estate, Uh, ensure that real estate is somewhere in your investment strategy at some point. It's not something you have to do right away, but it's certainly something you can plan for. Well, what goes together with that is credit. And uh, this stair step is one that we have to navigate strategically and very carefully. Because the myth that you have to be perfect forever. Uh, Otherwise, you will not get anything of value. That is a completely false myth. So we want to deal with the fact that the credit scoring system is set up in a way such that you will get a score. You just don't know how it's generated. Now, I think everyone should uh, basically have our financial DNA, we should look at what credit cards we have, what debt we have, uh, what student loans we have, uh, if you have any outst- a furniture bill or whatever it is. Let's look at the mix of debt on our credit report. Let's look at the length of time that we have had credit, and then let's apply each factor Let's give each factor a score so that we can know how to score. So I wanna control my score. I wanna make sure that if I do X, Y, and Z, I will hit 800. And I wanna know when I'm gonna hit 800. I wanna know if uh, I make a mistake. If it's going to, it's unfair to make one mistake and, and get your score dropped by 20, uh, 200 points when you can do the right thing for 20 years and still have an issue. Um, so we know that all of this is, um, uh, is, a, is a problem, basically. It is a problem, but we've still got to master it. And so I approach the credit piece of our wealth building strategy in this way. Now, let's be clear. I started out with poor credit. I did not pay my creditors um, and I paid for that. Because when I wanted to go get other things that cash, I, did not, I didn't have enough cash to buy it, like a car, um, then I realized the impact very quickly. But I want you to say right now, two years. I want everybody to just say to yourself, if you're sitting at your desk, say two years. Because two years is about all it takes to turn around any situation. I'm going to talk to you about bankruptcy. I'm going to talk to you about foreclosure. I'm going to talk to you Um, about repossessions, I'm going to talk to you about deeds in lieu of foreclosure, short sales, and some of the things that people think will ruin them forever, but the truth is they do not. They do not ruin your life forever. Now, let me just start by saying this. When it comes to credit, I believe that we should all follow the golden credit rule, which says this, treat your creditors as you'd have your debtors treat you. Okay, remember the last time Pookie called to borrow $50, promised to pay you back on Friday, and when Friday rolled around, you haven't heard from Pookie and he will not pick up the cell phone that your $50 help keep on? You wanna kill him, right? And everybody says it's not the money, it's the principle. It is the principle. So if we treat our debtors, our creditors, as we'd have our debtors treat us, we can get some more parity. The harvest is here and the time is now. KBLA Talk 1580. We've got a lot to talk about.
1: More of the Millionaire's Roundtable with Lynn Richardson when we come forward on KBLA Talk 1580. 1580. Amplifying progressive voices for KBLA Talk 1580.
0: Welcome forward now. This is the Millionaire's Roundtable here on KBLA Talk 1580. And this is Lynn Richardson and we are creating millionaires one family at a time. One day at a time, one dollar at a time, and one dime at a time. And that means you. That's right. Uh, so we're talking about uh, the stair step to wealth on credit. And um, I started out with the golden rule for credit. Do unto others as you'd have them do unto you. When it comes to credit, treat your creditors as you'd have your debtors treat you. So that puts things in perspective. One of the things that I say all the time is this. If you have a situation with a creditor and you cannot pay, then I tell everybody, stop dodging the phone. You're too grown to dodge your own phone. Uh, stop uh, you know, looking at the phone to see if you recognize the number. And if you don't recognize the number, you answer the phone like you're really not yourself to see if it's somebody asking for you who shouldn't be asking for you. You know, all of that. Been there, done all of that, right? If you do not have the money I have a simple thing that you do, you call your creditors and you say, listen, I don't have it. That's what you say. Now, re- realize this. The person who is listening on the other end probably has credit issues, too. The person who is listening on the other end probably has had a money issue, too. The person who is listening on the other end is not the president or the CEO of the company. That person is a customer service representative or a collection person. And the collection people, you know, they try to come at you hard, but sometimes they're broke too, okay? So when you do not have the money, start out thinking of the golden rule. If your relative could not pay you back, Wouldn't you prefer a phone call to say, I don't have the money to pay for this um, uh, over them dodging you? Because we've all had that experience. We loan money to a family member, to a friend. Um, Sometimes we really don't want to do it. And if you can't do it, we really shouldn't do it. I remember loaning money to people when I didn't have it so they wouldn't think I was broke which I was, and then they couldn't pay back. And then I got all crazy. You know, the cycle just gets out of control. And it is okay when someone calls you explaining their dilemma, their situation, it is okay for you to say no. But in this instance, you said yes. And now the person doesn't wanna talk to you. And I tell people all the time, if your relative or if the person had called you and said, listen, I'm living check to Monday. I don't have the money. I thought I was going to have it. I owe my child support and whatever. You're probably going to say, pay me what you can, when you can. That's probably what you are going to say. Well, guess what? That's what the creditors also have the ability to say. You call a creditor when you cannot pay. I'm going to give you a couple of things that guaranteed if you have a car note and you cannot pay that car note, do not wait until you're 30 days late. When you know you cannot pay on the due date, call them and tell them what happened. Tell them you lost your job or your car broke down and you had to fix it to get, to go to work. And because now you spent the money to fix it, you don't have the money to pay for it. Um, tell them that someone uh, in your household are lost an in income. Tell them that you've been ill. Tell them that you simply don't have it, and and you had some unexpected expenses. Now, sometimes, unfortunately, those unexpected expenses are things that we did willingly and voluntarily, thinking that somehow the money angel was going to drop some money out of the sky, and it just did not work out that way. But it's okay. Don't beat up on yourself. But communicate. Yes, communicate. Tell them. The truth, if you can, 9.9999999 times out of 10, and I'm not going to say every single time because maybe there's someone out there who couldn't get it. If you're talking to someone who uh, has a, uh, you have an installment debt with, if you're talking to a creditor where well, you have an installment debt, an installment debt is that debt that you pay a set amount for a set period of time, like a car note for four years or five years or a student loan for the rest of your life or um, a mortgage. Most of the time, if you have some kind of installment loan outside of the mortgage, I'll tell you about the mortgage later, they will give you a forbearance or a deferment. So they will say, listen, you don't have to pay this month, next month and the month after that. In many cases, you can get minimally a two-month deferment, and in some cases, you can get three or four months, okay? And so they'll take those payments. You were supposed to finish paying for the car at the end of 2023. So now they add on those extra payments. So now you'll pay it off early in 2024, and now you've got some relief. And you do that with every single creditor that you have. If you are struggling right now with your bills, call your creditors. Call your landlord. Explain to your landlord. I still think that there are some COVID uh, protective, um, uh, you know, regulations in place. If you cannot pay your uh, rent, if you cannot pay your car note, if you cannot pay your student loan, I tell people all the time there is absolutely no reason to ever default on a student loan. Now that's the one uh, debt I've never uh, got myself in trouble with. I've always made sure I communicated with the student loan company so I um, would not have to have my tax refunds taken and not be able to get a license and all these other things that happen when you do not pay your student loan. So once again, if you have an installment debt, you can ask for a deferment, a forbearance, or a temporary moratorium on your payments. And the beauty in asking for it, as opposed to just doing it without asking, if you ask for it, then they will not report you late to the credit bureaus, okay? And that's important. Um, It's important to try to avoid a late payment on your credit bureau if you can, if you can avoid that, if you can communicate, all right? Your utilities, uh, hospital bill, um, any of those things, communicate with those creditors and tell them what you can pay. Now, if you are in a really tough situation, life has flipped upside down. You don't know which way is up. Your financial situation has gotten completely out of control. And now you are in a position, if you could just start over fresh, then you could pay what you have today, your new bills, but you just cannot pay your old bills and you're never going to catch up, then bankruptcy may be a consideration. And let me help you understand something. Even people who file bankruptcy are good to go in two years. You can buy a house, you can get a car, and if you file a Chapter 13 bankruptcy, you can get a house um, within a year Uh, of your chapter 13, as long as you've made those payments on time. So listen, bankruptcy is not the end of the world. Let me repeat. Bankruptcy is not the end of the world. And wealthy people will file bankruptcy because they will see that their cash flow is going to be down to half a billion dollars and they will uh, preserve their cash and then get the protection of the bankruptcy court so that they can start over fresh and, and get on a new slate. By the time broke people file for bankruptcy, uh, bankrupt broke was 82,000 stages ago, okay? We get there and don't know what to do. So dispel the myths and claim your power. The harvest is here and the time is now. Let's talk about real estate, real estate, real estate. Hi, I'm financial expert Lynn Richardson. You've seen me on Good Morning America, The Breakfast Club, and KBLA Talk. I'm so excited about sharing with you the Home Buyers Club. It's time for you to get the home of your dreams. No credit, no problem. Low credit, no problem. No down payment, no problem. I'm excited about you getting a piece of the American dream. Join the Home Buyers Club today. Yes, the harvest is here and the time is now. We're talking about the stair steps to wealth. Number one was to spend less money. Number two, get more money. Number three, get your money back. Number four, make your money grow and plan for retirement. Because when you are working, you need a paycheck. But when you retire, you need a playcheck. Number five was to protect your wealth and your assets and your loved ones with proper life insurance and estate planning. Number Uh, six, the next one is to own where you live, own where you live, uh, invest in real estate, make that a part of your strategy at some point. And now we are here on number seven, and that is to deal with your credit, deal with your credit, manage your credit, but most importantly, strategically, strategically, um, put things in place so that you can grow financially and get the things that you want and do the things that you want to do. Now, uh, several of my colleagues believe in being 100% debt-free. I have found that to be impossible for most people I know. Most people I know need uh, a mortgage uh, for a home. Most people I know need um, the ability to get a car note. Um, I personally believe That you should buy a car, pay it off, and then drive that joker for 15 years if you can, um, car note free, and keep that money in your pocket so you could make it grow. Uh, That is my situation. I have a 2005 Mercedes um, that I still own. I bought it in 2010. It had less than 50,000 miles on it. And it was about $40,000 cheaper than the brand new Mercedes. And so I saved a whole lot of money. I don't drive a whole lot anyway. Um, The car still looks good. Um, But I also lease a Mercedes. My company leases a Mercedes because that car is for company purposes. And the entire lease is a tax write-off to me Um, as long as I'm driving that car For business, which is I only drive the car for business and I don't drive a lot anyway. So um, most people I know are going to leverage other people's money while they are building their own and or they're going to uh, make certain financial moves that are beneficial to either their cash flow and or their ability to build credit. Credit is like a muscle. You have to exercise it in order for it to grow. And I recommend that you have a strong credit score um, over being 100% debt-free forever and never having any credit at all. Now, if you don't have any credit at all, that's actually okay for buying a home. You can still buy a home with absolutely no credit score, okay? But it's the low credit score that then becomes a problem for most people who are trying to acquire some kind of some some kind of asset um, that they do not have the cash to pay for. So we were talking about bankruptcy, and it is not the end of the world. It is not the end of end of the world. There are a couple of things that are specifically specifically to your advantage um, if you are in trouble, if your home. If so, I, I said earlier, if you have an installment uh, debt like a car note or furniture bill, you can call them, get a deferment, where mortgages don't necessarily work that way. Um, During the pandemic, there were some allowances. However, your house went into um, another status. So if someone goes to pull your credit report and you want to refinance or buy another home, they're gonna see that you're not paying your current mortgage and it's gonna be a problem. So if you miss your, uh, let's say your January car payment, um, when February rolls around, you can just pay it. That's not how a mortgage works. If you miss the January mortgage payment, when February rolls around, you have to pay January and February at the same time. They do not take partial payments for, for mortgages unless you have some kind of forbearance or other default arrangement put in place, which at that point, it will probably impact your score. Um, but if you are past due on your mortgage and you cannot catch up, You can file a Chapter 13 bankruptcy. A Chapter 13 bankruptcy will uh, place all of your past due mortgage payments, but you will also get your other debt, your car notes, uh, your credit cards. And all of it it will be wrapped into one payment that it will be lower than what you would have had to pay if you paid it all separately. So there's a couple of things that they're going to knock off. They're going to knock off excessive interest on some of your uh, lower status uh, creditors. So in a Chapter 13 bankruptcy, the home is at the top of the food chain. Your card notes and installment debts, they come second, and student loans. But your credit cards that you owe, your Visa, your MasterCard, your department store cards, they're gonna come at the end. And unfortunately, they will not get all of their money. So if you owe your creditor $2,000, by the time they start to pay that creditor off, or by the time they pay it off, you you may have only paid them $700. So some of your interest has been knocked off, okay? That's what the Chapter 13 bankruptcy, when you are going to pay the debt. Now let's talk about a Chapter uh, 7 bankruptcy, when you're not going to pay the debt. You get to choose which debt you're going to keep in a Chapter 7 bankruptcy, and one of the things that you can ask for if you are behind on your car note or you're gonna follow chapter seven, you can ask for a 722 redemption. A 722 redemption is going to enable you to keep that car but they're gonna shave off all of the excess interest. It is a win-win situation and it is a game changer for people who are trying to get to the next level. So this is about strategy. This is about preserving yourself, preserving yourself, preserving your legacy and setting yourself up to win. And I am a witness. It is not the end of the world. Bankruptcy can help you strategize for a better future. The harvest is here and the time is now. It is your season to win. KBLA Talk 1580. We've got a lot to talk about.
1: Lynn Richardson is making millionaires. One family. One day, one dollar, one dime at a time. You're listening to the Millionaire's Roundtable on KBLA Talk 1580.
0: Dollars off the XPS with 12th Gen Intel Core processors. Upgrade by calling 877-ASK-DELL.
1: This is the KBLA Sports Minute with Ray
2: Richardson. One of the more intense defenders in the NBA is coming to the Lakers. The Lakers completed a trade with Utah for veteran guard Patrick Beverly. The 34-year-old Beverly was a fan favorite in LA when he played four seasons with the Clippers. In the deal, Utah gets forward Stanley Johnson and guard Taylor Horton Tucker. Backup forward, Udonis Haslam will be the NBA's oldest player this season at age 42. Haslam signed a one-year deal for $2.9 million to rejoin the Miami Heat. He joins Kobe Bryant and Dirk Neville as the only NBA players to play with one team for 20 or more seasons. Big props to Haslam for longevity and showing these youngsters how to take care of yourself. The Dodgers are off today. They begin a seven-game road trip Friday night in Miami. No debate, no speculation, just the info you need. That's your KBLA Sports Minute. I'm Ray Richardson. This sports report was brought to you by MVP Acted Attorneys. When it comes to your settlement, we're Slam Dunk. Call 833-MVP-WINS or check their website at TheMVP.com for a free KBLA Review
1: football is back. You've got questions, we've got answers. Will the Rams repeat as Super Bowl champions? Will Justin Herbert lead the Chargers to the playoffs? And most importantly, who should you bet on on Sunday afternoon to make some money? Find out all that and more out of bounds with Martin and Bobby Saturday at 7 p.m. on KBLA Talk 1580. (laughs) Hold it, hold it. curiosity is more important than intelligence, but we've got, both. we've got both. Now celebrating one year being your trusted truth teller. You're listening to KBLA Talk 1580.
0: Welcome forward now. This is the Millionaire's Roundtable here on KBLA Talk 1580, and this is Lynn Richardson, and we are creating millionaires, one family at a time, one day at a time, one dollar at a time, and one dime at a time, and that means you. The harvest is here. The time is now. It is your season to win. And yes, you can win with your credit. You can win uh, with strategic, strategic planning as it relates to your credit. Now, I'm talking about personal credit. I'll have to deal with business credit um, uh, at, at some time in the future. And I will. I'll go in-depth into business credit. But what I want you to get here is being strategic about your own credit so you can then be even more strategic and have more power with your business credit. The beautiful thing about business credit, and I'll just say this, is for most kinds of, many kinds of business credit, your personal credit really does not matter. Business, you wanna have a successful business, you don't wanna run a janky business, and you don't wanna run a broke business, okay? Let me tell you, we're gonna talk about janky businesses because I'm so tired of them, all right? But right now, we're talking about credit, And we're talking about having power. And what I'm saying to you is if you've made a mistake, it is not the end of the world. And people who file bankruptcy are better off um, in a shorter amount of time than people who just keep bad credit year after year after year after year. I know people who've had collections and poor credit for, you know, 10 years, 15 years, a dozen years. And they're afraid to file bankruptcy, but the truth is, had they filed the bankruptcy 10 years ago and learned the lesson, okay, learn the lesson so you can get the blessing, but more importantly, learn the lesson so you don't make those same mistakes and end up in debt again, then you can actually have more power um, and more um, um, financial um, strength. And remember, credit is an exercise. You must Use A credit is like a muscle. You must exercise it in order for it to grow. Credit cannot grow if it is not leveraged. And if you do not charge the thing uh, or get the uh, line of credit and actually pay it back, you have to do that. Here's a couple of other things I want to share with you. If you've had a bankruptcy and you're dealing with a, a credit situation, get a secured credit card from a major bank. When you have a credit card from a major bank, it tells other banks that, oh, there's someone who trusts this person. Uh, There are secured credit cards at Bank of America. I'm not endorsing anyone right now. I'm just giving you information. A secured credit card will allow you to put money in a savings account. Let's say $500, $1,000, $2,500, $5,000, or whatever it is. You cannot withdraw that money. They will then give you a credit card and that savings account will be used as collateral just in case you do not pay. After you have paid for sometimes even less than a year, um, I had a a, a secure Discover card. And not only did they give me my money back in less than a year, they increased my credit line, which I keep. I keep the balance at zero. So you're getting more power. So now I have a major um, credit card. A Bank of America has a secured credit card. Citibank has a secured credit card. And Wells Fargo has a secured business credit card. Okay. So you can get some credit so that you can practice, practice, meaning you're going to charge something that you were going to pay cash for anyway. So for example, charge your gas, your gasoline, uh, charge your groceries, um, charge um, maybe your hair and nails or, you know, your haircuts, charge those things and then take the money that you were gonna use as cash to pay it off so you get in the practice of using that credit and making your credit score grow, all right? Um, here's something else uh, that can help you uh, after bankruptcy and even in the chapter 13, paying all of your other creditors, okay? So one of the ways Um, I help people get approved for mortgages. If they don't have any credit on their credit report, then I know how to build a non-traditional credit report and use um, their light bill, gas bill, telephone bill, uh, child care bill, whatever it is, and create a credit score for you so that you can now get into this home. Once you get into the home and get a mortgage, now you've got good credit on your credit report and you can exercise that and make that grow. Okay. So One of the rules, and and I want to just go back to it, do unto others as you'd have them do unto you. Treat your creditors as you'd have your debtors treat you. The next thing I'm going to say to you about credit is this. Use credit to leverage you getting the things that you need and not to splurge on the things that you want. Okay? The harvest is here. The time is now. It is your season. Hi, I'm financial expert Lynn Richardson. You may have seen me on Good Morning America, the Steve Harvey Show, or Get Up Mornings with Erica Campbell. Guess what? Did you know you can get your money back if you hire your kids? You can get your money back if you go out to eat. You can get your money back if you go on a vacation. Well, guess what? In my book, Get Your Money Back, Tax Deductions You Never Know About, I'm going to teach you how you can get your money back with your home-based business legally, ethically, and all with the permission of the IRS. Just go to asklin.org. Yes, the harvest is here. The time is now. I'm going to keep on saying it so we can all be reminded of it. Uh, we are talking about the stair step to wealth. Uh, number seven, we're dealing with credit. Um, and um, this is a place where we can actually um, exercise a little more power uh, than we think. Um, credit uh, does not have to be uh, a permanent state of bondage um and credit doesn't have to be something that you are fearful of. So when I talk about my two basic underlying rules for credit, one is to treat your creditors as you'd have your debtors treat you. And um pay the people back and if you can't call them. It's just as simple as that, okay? And the next principle is to use credit to manage cash flow for the things that you need and not to splurge on the things that you'd simply want. Uh, I remember having uh in Chicago there was a store called uh Marshall Fields. Uh and here in uh in, in California you you can find many different department stores. I don't know if it was uh, closer to a Bloomingdale's. I think Marshall Field was probably closer to Bloomingdale's. Although it Marshall Fields eventually became uh like a um Macy's but Marshall Fields was more upscale than Macy's but the point is I'd go to Marshall Fields and I would uh, charge my new coach bag um, every chance I could Uh, whenever there was enough available credit on the credit card it was as if there was a you know the, the cookie monster it was like there was a credit monster running around inside my head saying go spend go spend go spend So I didn't have enough money to buy the purse cash, Um, and so I I never buy. I I do own some nice handbags, but I pay cash for them, Um, and I can keep that money in there. I can keep the amount of cash in there as well uh, because we all live by the universal purse test. But I remember buying this purse. I had to pay the bill, and then in a few months, four or five months, I didn't even like carrying the purse anymore, but I was still paying the bill. I was still paying the bill and I was still paying the bill uh, for a long time. And that's when I stopped using credit to charge things like that. Now, certainly there are emergencies that happen. Um, so I would also say use credit to manage emergencies. So again, that would fall into the category of the things that we need. And I think if we just get into that state, then we can find ourselves making better decisions when it comes to over leveraging ourselves and and getting things out of control. I remember getting my credit straight and my husband's credit straight and then using charging stuff that I really didn't need. And then when I needed the access to the credit, everything was at the limit. And so then I started to pay things late. And that's one of the things that happened uh, during the recession of 2008. So we want to be strategic about this thing. Credit is something credit is something that you um, can master. And um, I have a 700 credit club at asklin.org Um, But I'm encouraging as many people as possible to get to the 800 club. Okay. And we can do it because the harvest is here. The time is now and you have the power. KBLA talk 1580. We've got a lot to talk about.
1: Say the quiet part out loud. Out loud. KBLA talk 1580. This is KBLA Talk 1580, where everybody is somebody and nobody is a stranger. You belong here.
0: Welcome forward now. This is the Millionaire's Roundtable here on KBLA Talk 1580. And this is Lynn Richardson. And we are creating millionaires, one family at a time, one day at a time, one dollar at a time, and one dime at a time. And that means you. The harvest is here. The time is now. We are talking about stair step to wealth number Seven And it is managing your credit. And, um, you know, I keep this one over here as number seven, because I don't want you to be afraid to build wealth without good credit. Now, am I saying everybody should file bankruptcy? Absolutely not. Am I saying everybody should ignore their credit and wait till the end? Absolutely not. But do not let bad credit stop you from Planning for retirement, do not let bad credit stop you from building in other areas. Do not let bad credit stop you from uh, having a successful business because it was me having a successful business that allowed me to get out of debt or to even put myself in a situation to build good credit so that ultimately um, as things began to unfold and my businesses began to explode, Um, The two started to work together hand in hand, Um, but I did not wait to become debt free first to become wealthy. I did not wait to get my credit straight first. I worked on what I could at the time that I was able to. And so for me, the foundation started with spending less money. And then I was on a mission to go and get more money. Um, so I talk about that in my book, The Symphony, a guide to creating and balancing multiple streams of income so that you can start to get the money that you need. You don't you don't have money to pay your bills. We need more money. Right. Or less bills. And sometimes those bills can't just disappear. Sometimes it's not just as simple as not going to get your nails done or not going to get your hair done or um, taking the kid out of maybe daycare and placing them, uh, letting your mother or someone babysit, or if if that's even possible. Sometimes it's not that simple. Sometimes it's debt that we have and we cannot get rid of it. Now, let me say this to you. Uh, People ask me about consolidation companies. I do not recommend consolidation companies. Let me tell you why. If you, let's say you've got 10 different credit cards and you wanna consolidate everything into one lower payment. That consolidation company is going to reach out to your creditor and the creditor may agree not to harass you, but it does not mean the creditor will refrain from reporting you late to the credit bureau. So they may still report you late. The next issue with a consolidation situation is you do not have the protection of the law. So if they consolidate all your bills and you know, decide to change their mind or there's a new premise or there's a new policy or something like that. You don't have the protection of the law. And if you're going to do a consolidation, you want to formalize it in a bankruptcy. So one, you have the protection of the law and two, you have the potential to not pay off as much interest. Now, am I suggesting that we should all try to go file bankruptcy so we don't have to pay anybody? No. When I filed bankruptcy the first time, I cried the second time, I I, I cried not as long because the second time really wasn't my fault. I had planned properly, the recession hit, and it was the next best thing for me to do. Uh, One of the things that Oprah says is when you don't know what to do, don't think about the whole problem. Just make the next best decision. So I want you making the next best decision. What is this decision for you? Who do you need to call now? If you are a debtor and you borrowed some money, do you need to call someone and apologize? Your power is in your integrity. The harvest is here and the time is now. KBLA Talk 1580. We've got a lot to talk about.
1: Lynn Richardson is making millionaires. One family, one day, one dollar, one dime at a time. You're listening to the Millionaires Roundtable on KBLA Talk 1580. Lynn Richardson wants to help you build multiple streams of income and create more passive income for yourself. You're listening to the Millionaire's Roundtable Roundtable on KBLA Talk
2: 1580.
0: Welcome forward now. This is the Millionaire's Roundtable here on KBLA Talk 1580. And this is Lynn Richardson and we are creating millionaires one family at a time, one day at a time, one dollar at a time and one dime at a time. And that means you. The harvest is here and the time is now. We are going to talk much more about credit because this is such a broad area. Um, I want to talk, I want to say just a few things. One, I do believe that the system is uh, rigged uh, unfairly because I believe if you can come up with a number, you can tell me how you got it. So tell me how to keep a 750 credit score, get a 750 credit score. Tell me what to do to avoid going from 800. If you have an 800 score and you do this on this kind of debt, it will drop you 200 points. So people will have more power and more control. But this is a system that quite frankly is set up um, so people, uh, so institutions can earn interest. The bottom line is the higher your credit score, the lower your interest rate, for many different kinds of credit. Um, So is it in the uh, bank's best interest to charge you uh, almost zero credit or the creditor's interest? Probably not because then they wouldn't make any money. So the system is designed um, to facilitate um, uh, commerce um, and trade of information in exchange for the fee that we have to pay for money that we get access to. But what is the action of the day and what is the word of the hour? The action of the day is to do this go pull your credit scores. Don't be afraid. Go to myfico.com. That's where I prefer to go. Um, It's going to cost about 29 bucks, but it is going to give you all three FICO scores, all three scores in one report, and you can see them side by side. It is the most accurate assessment of a credit score. So when you want to go walk into a car dealer or a mortgage company, you can also see what your mortgage credit score is because the mortgage companies are looking for something different. You can also see what your car or your automobile uh, uh, credit score is. So I like Fi- myfico.com, but you can go to anywhere. You can go to Credit Karma. Um, you can go to a- annualcreditreport.com and get your free credit report. But if you really want to have power, if you want to know where you stand, if you want to know exactly what you can walk into uh, an institution. You've been listening to the Millionaire's Roundtable right here on KBLA Talk 1580. Oh my God, we've had so much fun together. But you still have work to do, okay? First, I want you to go to all the social media platforms and follow me at Lynn Richardson. I am on Facebook, LinkedIn, YouTube, Instagram, uh, Twitter. And honey, I got a TikTok too, okay? I got a TikTok, okay? So go to all those platforms, follow me. The next thing I want you to do is to get help Get started. Go to ww.asklin.org. That's www.asklin.org. And guess what? I want you to stay tuned to the KBLA Midday Money Chain ahead of the crypto curve with Naja Roberts. It's up next after news and traffic on KBLA Talk 1580. We've got a lot to talk about. KBLA
1: 1580 Santa Monica.